When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Berryman uh, knows the footy club really well. He was a member of a club advisory board for five years before stepping away this year. Uh, his role is he's the chair of Mental Health Australia. He's a managing partner with Real VC. He and a passionate Hawthorne supporter. He's been good enough to join us this morning. Uh, thanks for your time, Matt. No worries, Julian. Thanks for having me. Uh, but I'm interested to get your take in a sec. Just this recurring theme from Jeff Kennett talking about Andy Gow's membership of the footy club and whether he's been a member and how long he's been a member for. Why is Jeff, do you think, focusing on this so much? And is it really that important at the end of the day? Well, I think, look, Jeff, Jeff's obviously done amazing things for the football club um, and other areas of his life politically and, and obviously with Beyond Blue. But, you know, the thing, unfortunately, that's unfolding is it's not about you know, Jeff stood away and standing away from the club. It's about who's the best president to lead this club moving forward. And, you know, I think that's where the focus needs to be around the credentials of the two candidates that are going for the position and having witnessed firsthand for, you know, like you said, the last five years, how Peter's operated, his integrity, his ability to assist the club, his selflessness in, you know, driving key initiatives and really taking a back seat in terms of, you know, the ego of what surrounds, as you know, AFL football clubs, um, you know, really does, and he has an inside knowledge of the club so well, and, and it's helped us on many levels. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, back and forth, as you said, and it feels a little, a little bit more like a political campaign than an AFL presidential um, discussion. Have you been disappointed in that, uh, regardless of, of what side you're coming from. I mean, Hawthorne's been a club that everyone's long admired. It's been a brilliantly run footy club. It's been successful uh, on field. It, it's not sort of been a club that's aired its dirty laundry. Have you been disappointed with, I think you sort of touched on it there, but have you been pretty disappointed with how this whole campaign has played out? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, to be honest, you know, the, the you know, get the call of the Gowers ticket to come in late and really be disruptive with a football club that, uh, you know, people ask me a lot about it and I haven't spoken to date about it. But, you know, I obviously as chairman of Australia, I run a member organisation, understand how they work. Um, and, you know, for me, you know, it really has been a tit for tat, unfortunately, that hasn't focused on the real issue, which is who's the best person to lead this club moving forward. And, you know, I grew up as a Hawthorne fan. My first game I remember watching was the 89 grand final and it's five years old at that age and... You know, and being involved in the club for the last five years, it's a great football club and it's very unhawthorne-like the way that it's, you know, transpired. And, you know, unfortunately, again, politics has got involved and obviously James Molino's pulling some strings behind the scenes to make it a political conversation. Um, and, and it's unhelpful, I think, for the football club. And the focus needs to be on who's the best person to lead the club moving forward. And, you know, speaking and having received calls from senior players, sponsors, executives, you know, the board's obviously fully endorsed Peter. You know, he could not be a better president, and we've seen that in other clubs where, you know, presidents with no egos like Kate Roffey at Melbourne or Peggy at Richmond can really drive success on and off the field. And, yeah, I just feel like it's going to be very disruptive to the club and, 
and the future of our club if, if someone like Andy does get in to be president of the football club because there seems to be a lot of self-interest in it. So why is Peter a far better candidate in your eyes than Andy Gowes? So I think he has an intrinsic knowledge of the club. Obviously, he's led um, a lot of the key issues, especially around the divestment of our you know, entertainment and, and pokey machines that you know people have been talking about. He set the club up. He was key in the, the redevelopment of you know the Dingley. Um, it's going to be an amazing you know foothold for the football club into the future. He's obviously got a professional background that is well distinguished. He's well loved by people inside the club at all levels, whether that's playing group, whether that's coaching staff, whether that's CEO executives. You know, and he's got a conciliatory nature in how he brings people together. And I think, you know, what's transpired, he's had to react to the nature of how Andy has, you know, put his foot forward to try and be president. And if that's how he's going to run the club, I think it's really setting the club up for, you know, a period of turmoil. And, and it's certainly something that we don't want to see. Speaking to Matt Berryman about the Hawthorne uh, AGM, it's coming up on December 13. Playing devil's advocate, though, a- Andy Gowes is a premiership player. He- he's worked at Hawthorne before. You would think he's got Hawthorne's best interests at heart. So is it a bit harsh to say it, 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 it's ego-driven? Well, if he had the best interests at heart, then he'd be putting forward and, and talking to stakeholders. You know, it'd be interesting to see, like, obviously, the, the key stakeholders in the club are the members, but they're also the players and the executives and the sponsors and everything else that supports the club. And, you know, I'd be very surprised. Look, they've obviously had to stay Switzerland because... They can't endorse a candidate one way or the other because in the end they're going to have to work under whoever the president is. But you know, my my kind of inside intel is that they're not supportive of his bid. So whether he wins the election or not, he's still got to govern the club. And if you don't have the support of your membership base or your stakeholder group, as I know as chairman of Australia, then whether you have the title and the position doesn't mean you're able to actually have positive influence on what you're trying to achieve. And, that, and that's my worry for the club. Have you spoke? I think you touched on it before, but have you have you spoken to many players at Hawthorne and, and not speaking to name any players, of course, but sort of canvas their I views? I wouldn't. No. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Look, I've had a couple reach out, especially in the in the you know leadership positions, and you know I think again they're very disillusioned with the way this is unfolding. Their job's to play football, and you know rightfully we haven't engaged the players to or the, the club has and engaged the players to be involved in it because their job's on the field and unfortunately, they, you know, they're getting pulled into stuff that's off the field because of all the media distraction that comes around it. But, um, yeah, it's just like like I said, it's very unwholesome like in the way it's actually transpired, but more importantly, it's about who's the best candidate to lead this football club. And Peter's put his foot forward and I think it's shown a clear demonstration that he can absolutely deliver on our plan, that with the strategic plan we've got, he's indicated he's only going to do a one term. Um, and I think, you know, it, it's a very strong message to members that, you know, we've got a lot of members that haven't voted and we had that with, with Mental Health Australia. A lot of members kind of, and Hawthorne especially, has always trusted the board and the membership base has trusted the board to go through the due process which happened and elect who they think is the best president. Now, that was clear from all board members unanimously that they think Peter's the best the president moving forward. So I just hope that members continue to back the organisation that knows the club inside and out um, versus what they read or, or probably listen to. So I'm not trying to sway 
anyone away from Andy or anything, but I can just give an insight from what I see from being inside the four walls, which is very different from what you read in the paper or listen to on the radio. The Hawks for Change group, though, Matt would say, um, the, no, no, the big part of their pitch is Hawthorne's lost its way. I mean, on field, haven't won a final since 2015, which compared to some other clubs is not a huge drought by any means. But this is a Hawthorne team that's used to success. You, you probably have to say that the departure of Alistair Clarkson with Messi, we've got the ongoing uh, investigation into the allegation, the racism allegations at Hawthorne at the moment. Do you think the club's lost its way a bit? No, not at all. I think there's a lot of, there's always you know, challenges and everything. You know, I know I spend from business to philanthropic to being involved in sport and used to be professional cricketer. Like, again, there's always issues and um, with any organisation. And, and I think what, Hawthorne, we've had a sustained period of success. And Hawthorne members probably aren't used to not winning flags every year. Like, and, and that's fine. Um, but we're in a rebuild phase with a very clear plan forward. The Alistair Clarkson situation was difficult. Um, you've got a legend of the club. Um, but again, people who aren't inside the falls don't know how that unfolded. So, you know, it wasn't all one-way traffic. And there's always two sides of the story. Well, I would say there's three. There's two people's side and there's the truth. And, you know, and I think, look, the allegations around the Indigenous players, you know, I actually hosted Noel Pearson at our oration a couple of weeks ago, and I think it's been widely accepted that there is an issue society-wise around how Indigenous people are treated, and the AFL are looking at that as a holistic, and it's not just the Hawthorne Football Club, we've seen it at many other clubs. And it's a, it's a, it's a problem that we all need to, like, to be honest, we all need to face up to and say we've got to do better. And it's not just a Hawthorne problem. Um, but again, you need the proper due diligence and process. And someone like Peter with experience in his legal background is perfectly positioned to manage not only stakeholders, but the legalities of what we need to go through as a football club to make sure that fair and due process and justice is served to not only the people on the receiving end of the allegations, but also to the to the parties that have been, you know, you know named and embroiled in the controversy that you know, again, as at the moment, there's only one side of the story that's being discussed. Well, Matt, thanks so much for making yourself available today. Fascinating to get uh, your version and your insights. I guess we'll know by this time next week, one way or the other, uh, who will be leading the Hawthorne Footy Club forward in 2023 and beyond. Uh, thanks again for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me.